Thanks for tuning in to Entertainment News Break on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lgrnetwork. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everybody. Tracks like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. Never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last. You move slow when I move fast. And that's back. Only I can make a change. Slowly take a step today. I will never be the same. Cause that's what it takes. What is up? What is up, guys? Time for another entertainment news break, talking about, you know, all the news going on and everything else in the entertainment world, movies and sometimes shows, just whatever really uh, gets us going or really want to talk about is, you know, whatever news happens then. But how you been doing, Dave? Uh, doing all right, man. It's been a crazy eventful day. I had some very exciting baseball earlier. Got my Yankees moving on to the ALCS going up right, against the bigger the- Dastardly Houston Astros once again, and uh, we had a great, great episode of AEW, which got moved to Tuesday. Unfortunately, the ending was marred by the potential neck injury of Hangman Adam Page. They had to end the match early. For those of you that watch professional wrestling, uh, he, he suffered a pretty nasty landing taking a lariat. So best wishes. We'll start the show that way. Healing vibes to Hangman Adam Page because, man, that's uh, some scary shit right there. Yep, uh, saying hi to a couple people. Brandy out there in the chat, Matt out there in the chat. Hi, Matt, the producer, uh, whatever. And uh, <clears throat> yep, we'll have you can call at any time on any of these topics that we're yeah. talking about. We have that phone number right there. If you want to give that a call, get on the show and talk about a certain topic or whatever. If you happen to join us live, uh, if not, still appreciate you for viewing. And if you haven't, please subscribe to the channel, man. Trying yeah. to get those subscriptions, trying to get to a thousand. But thank you guys for all the support that we do have and all the people that we do watch. Uh, but let's get this show on yeah. the road, Dagan. Make sure to hit that. It. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if this if this is your first time watching us. And if you do want to call into the show, 818-269-7691 is the number. Uh, just in case you're you're uh, in the middle of doing something and you got us on and you're like, oh yeah, okay, I'll, I'll call that number. Uh, and you don't you don't don't see it there or whatnot. You can't. Pay attention to your screen right off the bat. It's 818-269-7691. There we go. Toll free, everybody. Uh, what's Thanks going on? Got Luke in the chat. For the, uh, for the uh, shout out. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. But yeah, let me, let's start with the box office. We had uh, Halloween ends, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show. We're going we're gonna to bring on a special guest to do a, a review of that. Uh, if you've seen our, our shorts recently, I think you may, may know my thoughts, at least, on that movie. But it underperformed a bit, Justin. Uh, didn't didn't do the numbers that I think people were really expecting. Um, but you know, I think people are attributing that to potentially this film being released also at the same time on streaming. It's obviously it's available for free if you have a Peacock subscription. So that's how I watched it, and I think that's maybe how a lot of people are watching it. I don't think anyone's in a screaming rush to go see this on the big screen. 
considering all of the uh, negative reviews that it's getting and the fact that, uh, yeah, it's a pile of trash, Justin. So, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the big, the big story, I think, with the box office this week. Yeah, I mean, that, it is what it is. Like, uh, my biggest thing with that one right there is going to be um, it was released on more than one format. Um, and that's the thing. But, I mean, still making $40.1 million for a, a horror movie that usually are more low-budgeted than a lot of other uh, type of things and being released simultaneously where you can chill at home and watch it. Like that's not a bad number. I mean, forty point one million uh, from the fourteenth to the sixteenth. It's not a you know like a bad number at all. Like me and you went through a stretch of like not anybody getting over twenty million at the box office for almost a month. So them them hitting forty point one million is still like a pretty big number, especially being released uh, so that you can see it at home as well. I mean, it came out number one in the box office. Uh, Smile, if I'm not mistaken, was number two. Uh, yep. it did, it, you know, that's still, that movie's still doing pretty good. That's probably one of the better surprise success stories of like, yeah. We can. but yeah, you can go through the top to, five here real quick if you want. Up to 71 million already for, yep. for Smile. So pretty good horror movie, uh, doing well there. Uh, we also have Lyle Lyle Crocodile staying in there at 7.4 at number three. The Woman King, man, that's, that's a movie I think that is maybe overperforming a little bit. 3.7 million for that. That's almost at 60 million here. Uh, Amsterdam still somehow in the top five, despite that movie's horrible reviews. Uh, managed to make 2.8 million, so not not a huge number or anything, but that's what the top five looks like nowadays in this sort of post-COVID world that we're in. Uh, and don't worry, don't worry, darling. Shocker. Uh, slipping out of the top five this week. Uh, if, if it hadn't already, man, this was, uh, you know, people were onto it now. This is not oh, a good be, movie. It's not one with you, going like, uh, Barbarian there at number seven. I know it's not making like yeah. huge money, but still that movie's still out there making some Almost money. 40 mil. Pretty good. Pretty good. Top, yeah. Top Gun Maverick uh, comes ten. back at the top 10. Still there. Oh, <laughs> How the hell is that movie still in, even in a theater? To be honest with you, I don't even understand that. I, like, to be honest still playing at my Cinemark here, about forty-five minute drive down the road, man. I uh, I can still go see it, and I think there's still tickets being sold. So that's just a movie that refuses to quit, and and good for it because it's a freaking awesome movie. Yeah, I think the biggest surprise is Smile, I, and I will say I'm actually shocked by the number that Halloween Ends got at forty over forty million dollars when you release it, so that you can just sit back at the house and watch it like. That still got a lot of people out to the movie theaters more than what there was for that long stretch like we were talking about. Now, the last couple of weekends that we covered, the numbers have been going up a little bit. People like Smile came out with a pretty big weekend their first weekend. A couple other movies had some numbers. But, yeah, I mean, $40 million, you can't they can't be too sad with that with them being, you know, like I said, also on streaming at the same time. Like, that actually proves that, like, if you've got something or an IP out there that people are interested in and stuff like that, like, that you can actually make some money over there. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Brennan out there, Paige Turner. They were not for uh, the shout out there. Thank you guys. What's up, Brennan? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I think like, it, I'm sure it would have made more if it wasn't on Peacock, like probably would have done, but you never know. It might not have made that much more. It's still like in the 50, $60 million range, I would say, even if it wasn't there. Uh, I guess like the reason people are saying it underperformed is because it didn't do didn't make as much money as the first two as Halloween Kills or or Halloween from 2018. So there's that. But again, I think you're right. Like I think it's 
the the fact that it's on streaming we're still kind of in this you know post pandemic world where not everybody wants to go out to the cinema the fact that it made about 42 million dollars i think is is still pretty good despite despite all that and the terrible reviews and and all that as well i mean it's one of those franchises again much like michael myers just won't won't die won't ever die they keep well, resurrecting I mean, the, it the, yeah, the thing about that is, and I don't even understand why I say like Friday the 13th and even Nightmare on Elm Street hasn't done more and more stuff because like those type of movies, like I said, are made on the cheap. Like even when you get even some bigger actors involved or something like that, they're made on the cheap and you can make money off of them. Like you can make profits. It's almost guaranteed to make a profit because those things are so big, you know, such big IPs. They're going to make some money. Now, they're not going to make like MCU money or like even Top Gun Maverick right. this year kind of money or anything like that. But still, like you're in the business to make profit and everything else. And sometimes you make these big movies and everything else and like you don't turn a profit or you even have a movie that may have not had this huge, huge budget like a Don't Worry Darling, but it's kind of underperformed so that they probably won't make a profit on this movie and you got to think about it with it being on streaming you got you got to factor in like how many people like may have subscribed to so-and-so service at least for that month to be able to be like whoa i don't want to go to the movie theaters but i'll pay like however much money it is uh to join this service so that i don't even have to go nowhere and like that probably brought in some money on the subscription side of the same business you know because you know they're all under the same banner and everything so yeah you got to look at all that stuff and these, mo yeah. these movies can make money. Uh, the thing about it is, is like um, it, it's according on how you go into these movies and look at them. We talked about that before. Uh, I just I haven't been able to see it yet. We're about to have uh, our producer jump on with you and talk a little bit about uh, the actual movie itself. But like, uh, yeah, man, I haven't been able to see it yet. But all I care about is the, the kills. Like, can you tell me that part? Is is the is the kills at least like a fun time? Uh, they're they're a couple good ones. Yeah. There are a couple good ones in there, yeah, I'd say, uh, but not like a lot. Not not like the last movie where it's just like all over the place. This one, there's a couple. You know good what? Ones, I kind but... of that's what I tried to tell people in the last one was because like I love the hardcore nature of it because it actually was called Halloween Kills, and it's the middle movie where the bad guy kind of needs to come out a little bit on top there. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, it's a horror movie, so they can't like win win, but like like you know they could should be able to come out a little bit on top and everything. So. Actually, yeah, we, we don't yeah. have to talk about Halloween Kills because uh, you know how much of a fan I was of that movie. Oof. All right, so I'm I'm gonna actually like back out of it. Uh, well, actually, we're like... gonna do that at the end, Justin, as we discussed oh, okay. prior to the show. Before we went on the air, uh, we determined we were gonna do the ends at the end. Uh, but well, we uh, we're gonna move on from this to our our new corner. We have mo multiple corners now. We got our MCU corner. But we also have our DC corner. Uh, and that's definitely our, our main topic tonight. Uh, we got this report from the Hollywood Reporter about all sorts of new projects that are in development in the, the DC universe or the DC side side of things, which includes um, Matt Reeves, who uh, did the Batman that, that came out earlier this year. Love that movie. Still probably in my, my top 10 of the year uh, is is currently has several projects in the works following different characters in that universe, uh, including Clayface, which that that's that's one that intrigues me the most, as well as a prior announced uh, Penguin series that's going to be on HBO Max here soon with uh, with just a, another great version of that character from uh, unrecognizable uh, Colin Farrell. But uh, the other reports that were very interesting here to, to note, uh, one of those was, of course, 
Uh, James Gunn, who's very successful with his Suicide Squad adaptation, uh, he's he has a project. We don't know what that's going to be yet. We just know that he's he's got a movie in the works in the DC universe. Uh, and then the other big report from this, uh, or rumor at least, is the potential return of Henry Cavill as Superman. And that that one I think is one that fans have been clamoring for for a while. They want to see him come back. We want to get like a really good like universally loved man of steel movie. I think a lot of people kind of want that. And of course the, the big rumor is that he'll be returning in maybe a post credit scene or something in the upcoming uh, black Adam, which comes out uh, this weekend, I believe on Friday. So mm-hmm. yeah, lot, lot to sort of look at and, and discuss here, Justin, uh, what are your, your overall thoughts on some of this as somebody who has pitched yourself as the savior of the DC universe, well, if oh, I was the savior of the universe and they and they they gave me the opportunity, like I said, I'd do it on the cheap, you know, just pay me like a couple mil, you know. They pay these other people like freaking multi cool dollars. Like, yeah, just, just come on over here and give Big Daddy a little bit of money because, like, for one, Henry Cavill, they should have already had another Superman movie. That's one of their most popular characters out there, besides like maybe Batman. Uh, and you're sitting here telling me that you're sitting on th- this gold mine and you're not actually out there, like, dude, it. I don't care. Like, may, get three or four different writers to write up a movie and pick the best one that you can come up with that are out of the ideas of those writers and stuff. Like, hire writers to write you some stuff and get it started. That should have been done a long time ago. I just, and the other part of this is the Batman stuff. Like, I hope they're not just making movies just to make movies because Batman's Rogue Gallery is like, you know, one of the best ones out there, you know, like shows or movies or whatever they're doing with these different characters and stuff like that. Like have an actual good story. Like uh, I didn't yeah. think the Joker have a reason. was a good. Yeah, you need I didn't a reason newest, for a Clayface series. I didn't, not yeah, just I didn't think, because. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think the newest Joker movie was as good as some people made it out to be, but I, it was still a solid movie. It had a decently good story and stuff. So like that's what I kind of want them to do. If they already have, you know, somebody comes up with a good idea for a certain character to have like a movie based on like what they're doing and stuff, and like the Penguin show and stuff like that. If they have a good story to tell then that's fine. Just don't be throwing stuff against a wall just because, oh, well, we can just do this because, like, look at what this person's doing or look at what this group's doing. You know, like, look at what Star Wars is doing over there with Andor and stuff like that. You know, you don't want DC just to be copying to be copying. Let's hope they have some good stuff and everything else. But, like I said, Superman thing should have been done a long time ago. So, with that, that that's just already too late for me. Uh, they put a movie out and it's a good movie. Like people will go watch it. Obviously they'll make money off of it, but it's, it's too late. It should have been done years ago. The guy played a really good Superman. Uh, I actually like his, his version of, of the, the Superman was like one of my favorite Superman movies that's ever been made. Like I didn't really love, you know, the old school ones. I mean, they were good and okay for their time. Oh, Justin, like, you're gonna make you're gonna make the internet mad. mad putting over man, whatever, dude. Here. Come on, bro. Like <laughs> the first couple of Superman movies back in the day was okay. I'm not saying that they like terrible or anything, but he's with that burying being said, Christopher Reeves and he's putting over Man of Steel, guys. Yeah, man Who's of Steel. this man? Man of Steel. I liked it. I loved it. I, I don't have no problem with uh, two big superpowers battling it out and the city gets destroyed. Like I don't care. It's just gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like, think about it. People's like, oh, you know, Superman wouldn't be hurt. Man, screw, man, dude. Like, if Superman wasn't here and those and those same villains would have came into town for whatever reason, like, it gets destroyed without nobody being able to help stop it, period. Nothing would have been able to stop them. So, like, yeah. I, I don't I don't look at that stuff, and I don't think that's a negative. I think that's just, hap- it, it's just what happens. Things happens all the time. 
I mean, look at like yeah. Russia and Ukraine or whatever. There's a bunch of innocent people in towns and buildings and stuff like that. It gets destroyed in conflicts, and that's what happens. Justin comparing Man of Steel to the current crisis in Russia and Ukraine. Wow, this is, show has really gone somewhere, guys. Um, but like to be to be honest and fair, like I, I do enjoy Man of Steel. I do really like that movie. I think it gets gets a lot of unwanted hate. Uh, it, yeah, sure, it's silly at times, but that's kind of the nature of it. And uh, but I, I also think the original Superman, like one and two with Christopher Reeves, like those are some all time classics right there. You know, it might seem a little dated with some of the effects and things nowadays, but uh, I still really I like them all. Like I like all those. Super I hey hell, I even like Superman Returns to an extent. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm kind of, you know, not not the, the type to shit all over some of these movies on the Internet, you know, uh, at least at least with, with Superman. Uh uh, the Justice League, the Joss Whedon uh, Justice League is another story, or Batman versus Superman, which are just absolute farces. But um, <laughs> yeah, this this is, I think, a, a good thing if if Henry Cavill comes back. Uh, it's, again, something I think a lot of people want to see, and uh, to put him in a really good movie with very very compelling like story and 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 stuff, I think is something that people are really again clamoring for. So we'll see if they're if they're able to do that. We know how inconsistent DC can be at times with some of these projects, but um, yeah, I think the, the other pitched project here from Dwayne Johnson, uh, the rock himself, who's starring in the upcoming black Adam is saying that he would like to do a black Adam versus Superman movie. So we'll see, we'll see if, if they're, if they're able to do that. But um, yeah, guys, if you have any other, any thoughts on this, cause there's some like big stories here for, for us today. So, uh, send in a Streamlab. We always appreciate that. If you if you could donate a little bit, streamlabs.com slash LGR Network. Uh, always always appreciate here here on the show. But any other uh, thoughts on any of this DC stuff before we uh, move on, Justin? Man, not really, not really. I mean, it's just a bunch of hypotheticals going out there, like you know, yeah. except for maybe like the Penguin Show or something like that. You know, like you know, that sounds like it's pretty concrete, but most of this stuff's like hypothetical and just ideas that may be coming yeah, around. That the one, I'm I'm really excited to, to check out is that Penguin series, uh, which is obviously set in a different universe. It's set in the uh, the the Matt Reeves Batman verse, but uh, still, like that, I, I'm really I want to see more from that particular universe. But uh, let's uh. Let's turn the corner here, Justin, and go to the other corner. We got some MCU news again this week, and I think the big one was uh, was broken. We got to give the credit where where it's properly due here, guys. Friend of the show, uh, John Roca and uh, Jeff Snyder, breaking this on their episode of the the Hot Mike, I believe is the name of the show. I think it's on Roca's channel, uh, but of course they got the story, and then everybody else ran with it afterwards. And Deadline claimed that it was theirs, and it's like, no, let's. Let's let's give the proper credit here, guys. Um, breaking the story that Harrison Ford is confirmed to be returning to the MCU. Uh, it was a rumored at first. I think Jeff Snyder as well. Um, and like, I gotta just say, I mean, Jeff Snyder knows some people. Like, he's got his he's got some pretty good sources. I think a lot of this stuff. So uh, for for whoever that was on Twitter that called him like a, a secondhand podcast or whatever. That kind of made me laugh, but no, I mean, he, he knows where he's getting his info from and uh, Harrison Ford uh, going to be recast uh, in place of the, the late great William Hurt and uh, joining the MCU as uh, General Ross, who, of course, if you read the comics, knows turns into Red Hulk 
at some point with all the Hulk stuff going on recently. You think maybe that's where they're going to go with it. And it's Harrison Ford, man. I mean, ah, Harrison Ford uh, coming into the MCU is, uh, is very, it's exciting for me. I know that I, I saw some people were really mad about this on the internet. Wait, the internet mad about, about uh, MCU stuff. No. Uh, but Justin, we discussed like recasting these guys. We talked about Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, which I think is a completely different ball game. Uh, what do you think about recasting this William Hurt role and having it not be what PLD and probably a bunch of other people wanted, Ed Harris, but instead Han Solo himself, Mr. Harrison Ford? Um, no big deal. Harrison Ford's been in plenty of movies, plenty of movies that I liked and I like to watch. So like I think – as long as he's able to, he can go out there and do a good job. I mean, I don't see like see people want to raise an uproar about all these different things and for whatever reason. But I actually don't see this as any different. Like, I mean, I guess there are some like differences between like the Bozeman uh, thing and then like recasting this character. But it's still a recast and it's still like of someone that people like liked and respected. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, um the gentleman that played this character beforehand, you know, was somebody that people like, you know, there wasn't any bad things about him. He was still a liked and respected uh, person in the field. So to me, uh, the only thing that makes it a, maybe a little different would be the, uh, the race like thing uh, that gets brought into it, I guess a little bit, but like, besides that, like I'm all good with recasting. Like I said, as long as it's done in a yeah. respectful manner, as long as it's done to, to further a character or to further a story that they needed to do. I, I would have been super cool with them recasting like Princess Leia to be able to do the last sequel movie with like Meryl and, Street, and damn it. Should have gotten Meryl Street. Anybody. I mean, I don't care who could have <laughs> got it. As long like I said, as long as it's respectful to the role and to the part and they do the best of their ability to be able to finish the story they had for a character. Because like these characters are fictional, right? They're not the person uh that actually plays them. That's why they're called actors or actresses yeah. and, and whatnot. So like to me, uh, the character is the thing that's, uh, you know, you got to really look at and, and stuff done. As long as they do it in a correct way and get the right person. And, and MCU knocks it out of the park uh, like 90% of the time on their castings. Like, to be honest with yeah. you. Like, I, I can't, there's a few that maybe you'd be like, ah, oh, man, I probably wouldn't want this person as like in this movie or whatnot. Oh, but that, that, doesn't happen. that doesn't happen very often. So, <laughs> Yeah. And and also for for note, I think Patricia Arquette would have made an awesome Princess Leia as well for that last movie. But yeah, I'm fine with this Going as well. Star Drew, Going on, Star Drew. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with this. I think uh, casting somebody like Harrison Ford is is perfect for this kind of role. And the only like another notable difference maybe that you could point out between this and Chadwick Boseman is that Chadwick Boseman was the lead. He was the Black Panther for the That's Black true. Panther movies. Whereas you don't really see a lot of General Ross. I mean, yeah, you got Thunderbolts. That's obviously his team. But again, like, I don't think they're really going to focus on him specifically at the center of it all um, until he turns into Red Hulk. But um, yeah, like, I, I'm cool with it. Again, I agree. If it's done in a respectful manner, then I think, you know, like uh, Harry Potter, where they had to recast Dumbledore uh, and bring in Michael Gambon. But uh, yeah, I think st stuff like that, it, it, it works out. But Again, I think when you're talking about such a huge, like a massive character like T'Challa, that's maybe where you're like, uh, well, it's it, he's so huge and vital to the whole. I mean, thing. I, like, like I said, this um, you know, it's kind of one of those things that people have their different opinions on, and mine is because that character is so big. That's why it should have been recast and not just thrown sure. off and being like, oh, well, we'll go a different route now because obviously yeah. they had game plans for this character. So to me, yeah. it was such a big character, and like I said before, if because that character is so big 
in that certain community, right? Because of the fact there's not a lot of black superheroes, like I said, have said before, you know, I think it would be important to keep that character going as long as you can, even if you had to recast. But like I said, it was about how you do it, right? You rush out yeah. there, you throw anybody in there, then they do a crap job. And then the movie doesn't seem like they took their time on it. They just wanted to rush something out there. That's not doing oh, it no. respectfully. Oh, wait, we're not talking about that. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I agree, Justin. Um, let's let's move on, though. Let's talk about another big potential casting story in the MCU. And this one isn't confirmed yet as the Harrison Ford one was. This is more just a rumor. Uh, but the rumor is from, from multiple insiders on Twitter that potentially... Sasha Baron, Cor Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat himself, will be entering the MCU as Mephisto. It's Mephisto, Justin. Remember that from WandaVision when everybody was convinced that it was Mephisto? You know, and, and I've always been saying, like, MCU should capitalize on that. Obviously, with the, the uh, spew of people wanting Mephisto on the internet, you'd think it would be smart to maybe eventually give them Mephisto. And the rumor is that Sasha Baron Cohen will be playing the character. And I mean, it's an interesting the choice. Ironheart it's, series. It, it, that's the other interesting thing. It's the Ironheart series where he might be debuting. So that's a yeah, kind I of mean, a weird place for him. But yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because like a character like Ironheart's not as popular. Obviously, even Iron Man wasn't as popular sure. until the MCU started doing the Iron Man movies. And then that character blew up. There wasn't like a bunch of kids running around back in the day, like, hey, let me get that new Iron Man comic. I'm pretty sure there were some, but there wasn't a huge, like, big out. Like, there was more kids wanting to get the Spider-Man comic book or, you know, X-Men comics than they were like Iron Man. But Iron Man got big because of the movies. Robert Downey Jr. played the character really well, and the movies were actually really good as well. So, like, it, it made the character one of people's favorites, right? Uh, in this case, Ironheart's not as well known of a thing. Like, if you didn't keep reading comics, you don't ever get to the story where you even see an Ironheart. So, like, I think it makes a big deal to throw a big uh, bad guy into the thing, which is, to me, one of the biggest problems with, like, She-Hulk. Like, it didn't seem like She-Hulk really had this really bad, evil villain character, like a big, you know, you know somebody that's, like, well-known for her to, like, go up against to maybe bring more interest into the show and then it seemed like people were kind of unhappy with how that went. I, I, you know, that, that. Well, I haven't seen it yet. So right. But can't I, comment but, yet. Right. But no, but, but my point being is, is I haven't even seen it. But the reason why I haven't been excited to see it is because of like uh, the things that I've heard people talk about and stuff. And like, like I said, if they were like, oh, She Hulk's going up against, you know, just any name, any kind of big bad guy they have on the side that she's going up against, yeah. you no, know, any of that stuff. Like, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> let me go try this out. I'll probably watch the show. Galactus. She-Hulk will Iron. be going up against Galactus in the news. Right. But with Mephisto like, <laughs> being part of this uh, Ironheart series, I may be more apt to go pull it up and watch it because of the fact of, like, Mephisto being involved. I think that's, like, a cool character or a cool bad guy. So I'm going to be watching it, not necessarily for the good part, like the hero story, but to see Mephisto. But that doesn't matter because what happens whenever I turn the, the TV on and I watch like that show, I'm going to learn about that character that I don't know a lot about. And I'm going to like probably get invested in them as well if they do a really good job acting and stuff like that. So that's the thing that I think you need to do with some of these smaller characters that you're doing these shows on. You got to have something to bring them in, man. You got to have that big thing. It's like back in the day, you brought up wrestling at the very beginning of the show because Adam Angman Page got hurt possibly at the end of the night show. 
uh, before we actually started recording this. And the reason why I bring that up is because back in the day, they'd do shit like, oh, cage match, you know, like to bring people in the building. And then people loved it. You know, that was their first, maybe that's their first wrestling match, but they came in there to see the big cage match. But they fell in love. Right. They (laughs) fell in love with it. And now they return all the time, every time they come to the city. So that's stuff you got to do. I think uh, doing that with Mephisto and Ironheart makes sense because if you already had like a huge character that you were doing a show, like say Loki, for instance, you don't need a big, huge villain for that. If you got a really cool story to tell, with like a minor villain, you can get away with that in a Loki series. I think Iron, something like Ironheart needs a big villain to bring people oh, in to watch it. Loki was very clever in the way that you kind of thought that you were gonna maybe get a villain, and then it turns out that they don't have they don't reveal the villain really until the very very end, which is like ballsy. But I thought it worked out just perfect for that show. And yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying about maybe how like having a big villain so people will will watch the show, but. I would also argue that it's the MCU and you're kind of just going to get that regardless because it's MCU. But I, I also think that like I, my only sort of, I don't know, criticism or more just confusion, I guess, is that I'm not sure why Mephisto wasn't being saved for a Doctor Strange movie because that's where it feels like he would fit in the most. It's kind of weird that he's the villain of the Ironheart series, but maybe maybe there's something we don't. Maybe Doctor Strange is going to be in the, the Ironheart series. Who knows? So. I'm just a, a little bit surprised. That's that's the word I was looking for. Surprised. I'm a little bit surprised that he's not debuting in in a, in a Doctor Strange thing. But right. at the same time, I'm just kind of excited that that Sasha Baron Cohen of all people is going to be potentially portraying it. It's I think weird, but, but, Doc, it's Doc weird but Mephisto is going to be mainly CGI, right? It's got to be a character like that. I don't know how often like Mephisto yeah. is going to be yeah. like in just a regular human form, <laughs> if at all. I just so want like, him to save my wife. Matter. No. <laughs> yeah, but my, my biggest thing is like he's probably gonna be CGI most of the time, so it's not gonna really pull you out of too many scenes. because uh, he'd be weird if he was yeah. like another kind of villain where you saw his face all the time. And it's like, bro, bro, ain't that Borat? That's like, Borat, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that would be kind of weird, but it's kind of a smart move. Give somebody like this a chance and they get to do the CGI thing. So there you go. Yeah, I like it. I'm all for it. But there you go, everybody. There's our, our MCU corner portion of the show. If you guys want to get in on any of this, you can call into the show as well. Uh, the yeah, phone okay. lines are still open throughout. 818-269-7691 is the number. But let's talk about this one, Justin. It's the Naked Gun remake, which I didn't even know was a thing. Uh, the late, great Leslie Nielsen, of course, passed, passed, of course passing away years ago. Uh, it seems like a, a now similar-sounding name. And that is Liam Neeson is stepping in to portray the the main character, uh, and uh, Akiva Schaefer is set to direct. Uh, this is a sources tell deadline that Paramount Pictures is going to be mo- moving forward with the reboot. Uh, Dan McGregor and Doug Mann, who just worked on with Schaefer on the Emmy winning Chippendale Rescue Rangers pick, uh, also closed the deal to pen the script. So there you go. We got we got a. Uh, uh, a Naked Gun remake in the works Look, with I'm fine Liam Neeson as Frank Drebin coming in here. And uh, I don't know, man. It's like an older sort of now action hero veteran. Uh, I kind of like this idea. I think that Neeson's got to get his – freshen up his comedy chops a little bit. But, uh, I'm fine with him doing a Naked Gun, but to be talking about reboots and everything, bro, this ain't no gosh darn reboot. Just make a Naked Gun movie. Yeah. This, legit not remake. even a remake. Like, screw it. Just do a Naked Gun movie. Like – 
it wasn't like these movies like coincided and actually had this hardline story. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, not like some big, it's not like some big franchise. <laughs> You're taking a movie that was, you know, off and on. Like these kind silly. of movies right here. Very yeah, silly. Yeah. Well, these kind of movies right here never really got me because I'm more of that realistic kind of funny thing. Like, oh man, um, I'm the total like, opposite way. I love spoof movies. This was right up my alley, right with awesome power. I mean, man. some of them are okay. I'm not going to crap on every spoof movie out there. This, you know, this out there being super silly, but th these right here just wasn't my favorites. Uh, but I, I mean, like for instance, like the first Hangout, for instance, or, or Hangover. Like I loved it. Uh, wedding Crashers, I thought was funny because I could see two guys that are kind of like that, trying to crash weddings and stuff like that, and they get into some kind of problems. You know, those kind of movies is where my comedy runs. Like even Step Brothers, I could see these two older guys that are kind of losers, like having a rivalry because their mom and dad's getting married and everything else. Like those kind of things, like make me laugh more than say these movies that try too hard to be funny, like. That you know they do all these like crazy things in the movie, and it's like, bro, it's not. I mean, I don't know why that's so funny, but like that stuff doesn't get me. But that's one thing about humor or it's like comedies. Period. Yeah, so different comedies going to get yeah. different people, and this is Naked Guns, a well-known franchise. Uh, I watched the movies back in the day and stuff like that, but like, yeah, uh, there we go. I think I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Just don't call it a reboot or like a remake or any of that crap because like to me yeah. this is you just make a naked gun movie with Liam Neeson. Yes. Yeah. Uh well we do have somebody on the phone lines Justin uh, that we can bring on here and, and you you might have seen him in the chat it's our buddy Brandon. Brandon what's going on man? Thanks for calling ENB. What you Hello, got for us today? Guys. How are you? Hello. I was wondering about oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was wondering about the Mephisto news. Yeah. And I wanted to get your take on, do you think that there is a possibility that Sasha Baron Cohen might be a little distracting in the role? Like his, uh, his portrayal? Uh, that's a great question, Brennan, because like yeah. we talked about Borat. Like if they don't have him plastered with CGI as this like kind of devilish, like red creature type of character everybody's going to be like, oh, it's just Borat, you know? Um, and his, some of his, you know, not even just Borat, but some of his other movies that he's been in, I think people have maybe criticized that he can be a little bit distracting. He's very, like, you know, uh, I don't know if flamboyant is the word, but he's, he's very, oh. like, out there, you know? I'll take the other side on this, because, yeah, like, uh, you just talked about Penguin. Yeah, go ahead. You talked about that character, Penguin, right? Played by a well-known actor, but oh, when you yeah. watch the movie, you yeah. do not know it's him. Like, unless you just knew it was him, and you he's paid attention the credits and stuff, yeah. right? He's unrecognizable. Good point. Good and point. when he does those movies like Borat and stuff, he does it, obviously, in this really thick, you know, drawn-out accent and everything else. Yeah. But, like, if he doesn't talk like that, and he's in makeup uh and stuff like and you can't really see the visual of borat there i think it could be fine and like i said most of it's probably going to be cgi because oh, this does the basically the devil he was so. he was really good in the trial of the chicago seven uh, and that was a more serious move so Brandon i think bringing he, out the knowledge yeah, right there yeah i mean he's shown he, he can have he can act like i didn't even know that dude was in a, he another he, movie yeah. brendan coming out here schooling folks boy yeah so I, like, I mean that, and i think brandon nice. brings up a good point like he's not just this goofy character like he can be really serious and he can really act like if he wants to you know yeah being the goofy guy made him a bunch of money so who can blame me yeah, right. <laughs> what kind of 
what kind of attitude he's going to have as the character. That's true. Or the if way that it's written. Comedic, yeah. It's yeah, I mean, I can see where somebody like Mephisto could be even like a super serious character at times, but also at the same time, he have some comedy chops. Yeah. Yeah. Where, he, where he's like very sarcastic yeah, at points. Serious, and, that might be better. Yep. I think so too. I think it like, better if it's a little bit more serious. Yeah, yeah. Like I think they might have run into some of those problems with Christian Bale in Thor, yeah. the new Thor movie, where it was like, I don't know if this character really needs to be cracking jokes, like doing the Marvel humor type of thing. And I feel like that might be the case with Mephisto. Like, you know, I don't know if the Marvel humor thing would really work with that kind of character because he's 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 very evil. Uh, if you read it, any <laughs> of the comic books. <laughs> It's like the embodiment of well, evil. I mean, so. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be like the devil, basically, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like his thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's a great question, Brandon. Thanks for calling into the show, man. Uh, you got anything else for us tonight? Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, it. man. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate yeah. the call. Awesome. Yeah, guys, if you want to get in on the show, 818-269-7691. There is the number. But uh, we can move on. We got a couple more topics here to talk about. Uh, Transformers. Rise of the Beast, which again, a movie that I didn't even think I knew was a thing, uh, has added a couple members to the cast. And that is uh, veteran actress Michelle Yeoh and uh, SNL alum Pete Davidson. So two very uh, different names, I think. Um, and uh, they, they're actually, they're, vo they're voicing, so you're not even going to see them in this movie. Uh, they're, uh, Michelle Yeoh will voice Maximo Arizor. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that probably horribly. Uh, Pete Davidson's going to portray the Autobot Mirage. So they're going to lend their voice talents to this project. Uh, and I think this is like a, th this is this is an attempt to get this franchise back to like the 90s style Transformers cartoon. Uh, this article from Deadline here saying that this is uh, uh, the latest film in a franchise chronicling the war between the factions of alien robots. Rise of the Beast will take audience on a 90s globe-trotting adventure, introducing the robot tribes known as the Maximals and Terracons Terracon, to the existing battle on Earth between the Autobots and the Decepticons. So this is um, produced... By Michael Bay and a few other people, uh, but I think is going to be directed by somebody else. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't think this article lists who the director is going to be, but it is still going to have that Michael Bay fucking. I don't, I don't over really it. care who directs <laughs> this. Who either. the hell came up with this stupid idea? Because here goes the thing. <laughs> here goes the thing. Uh. Right after all this crap, we had all these terrible movies. They made money, obviously, because some people just like going to the movies and do, watch the popcorn movies, right? Watch the movies where something big turns into something big and they battle each other. They don't care about the movie as a whole. We all know the movie sucked or whatever, but some people just don't care. And that's why those movies did kind of make some money. This movie may make money, but it's a dumbass idea. You literally made the best movie oh, in your the series, even though... No, no, man, this ain't going back. Man, we're going back to Generation 1, like uh, Optimus Prime and Megatron is what we should be doing. But here goes the thing, guys. When, when Bumblebee came out, that was the best movie out of the Transformers movies that has ever been seen, ever been done. Great movie. Great kickoff. 
Like you could have went from there, built on that, and made like an awesome ass movie. Like you could have went straight from that Bumblebee movie, and you could have went into like where we had because, dude, one of my favorite. Things oh, Justin, we need another Michael Bay is at the very beginning of that thing, whenever it did look like the 90s Transformers, when they were actually on their home planet during that scene in Bumblebee, and you even had Soundwave, like, eject, you know, freaking Laserbeak or fucking what's-his-face, like, out of the damn thing, and, like, oh, yeah, it looks great and it's fun, man. Like, listen, I love that movie. That movie was super good, a great kickoff movie, like I said. If you just start, like, another, like, series of movies and you could have used that as your basis and your foundation, which was a great, yeah, it didn't make as much money as those other movies that have Transformers in them because the other movies were slowly declining anyway because they were trash. And this right here is just stupid. Why are we going to go to, you never have gave us the true Megatron, Starscream, Optimus Prime, all those main characters, Generation 1 movie yet, and you're going to skip that and go to this Rise of the Freaking Beast where it's going to be like, a gorilla and these other animals and shit. I, I don't give a shit. Like, listen, this is crap. The dumbest ass idea ever walked across the planet to me. Like, this is dumb, stupid. They're idiots. You know, I, I, whoever came up with this idea, I hope loses their job. I hope Michael their Bay. job is gone. That's and a, Michael Bay's the one that did it. I hope he doesn't make another movie. You know what? No, Justin, we need we need a Michael Bay Transformers movie set in the 90s. This is what the world needs in 2023. Hell no, it's, we don't. It's, it's what's happening. And, no, we don't. And I apologize, but that's just the way it's going to be. Nope. You know how much you hate you know how much you hate Halloween uh, ends and stuff like that. We've already seen like a little short that you put out there. Well, this is going to be worse than that, I guarantee you. This will be You worse know, you're than probably that. not wrong. Uh, these movies have have been have known to be very very bad. So, yeah, it's too bad that they're Sorry, not. Pete Davidson, with- but your movie's gonna suck because it's a <laughs> stupid idea. Dumb. Hasbro has the dumbest team I have ever seen ever for movies and making movies. Like literally, they're sitting on an IP gold mine. Transformers is one of the biggest things. And guess what? On top of that, all the people that grew up like my age that love Transformers and shit would be eating it up at the movie theaters right now. We'd be sitting there like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, golly, dude, these people are stupid. They are dumb. God Fire damn this it, man. Michael Bay. Fire this man. Fire Michael Bay. Fire fuck out of here, Michael Bay. Fire everybody Hasbro before, period. Just fire them all. Anybody you and your stupid explosions. Get out of here. That, yeah, anybody that's on the film directives or the people that come up with the ideas for these stupid-ass things, like, get them out of there now it's dumb it's stupid it makes no sense makes no sense like this is just dumb like i get eventually after you put some good movies together maybe go into the rise of the beast to kind of mix it up maybe you even add them into like one of the movies or something going forward like a big plot line or something where something's going on but man this is just ridiculous and stupid man like it's just dumb i i, I don't even know what the hell like nobody gets excited about right nobody's heart gets well, pumping because oh we're gonna do we're gonna do the beast war saga of the freaking transformers nobody gets excited about that bro like we get excited when you put actual megatron and starscream on the screen together arguing with each other and then optimus prime trying to raise his oh, like they can't do that more explosions or michael bay explosions that's the no none of that what justin said just more explosions yeah i mean it's just stupid man it's, just it's dumb, dumb. 
We should stop talking about this. We should talk about some other dumb stuff. Uh, like Sony winning the bid for this GameStop movie. You guys remember that GameStop thing that happened a few years ago where people won a bunch of money over or got a bunch of money overnight from investing in GameStop and then lost a bunch of money, I guess. Um, you guys remember when that happened? Well, they're making a movie about it. It's starring, uh, again, Pete Davidson here, as, along with Seth Rogen, Paul Dano, Sebastian Stan, and Shailene Woodley. Yeah, as I said, Justin, we got some some people. Bro. Uh, there are there are people out there. People are weird, but there are people that actually get excited for these Transformers movies. I'm just going to say right now that this gentleman right here, you don't know shit, man. Get out of here, bro. Like you just wow. you, you you gotta be in the chat trolling right now because uh that's some of that bull crap, man. You know, wow. man, did you did you even watch Beast Wars? Did you even watch Beast Wars? Get out of here, dude. Uh well, we'll another thing. Uh, bro, I don't even know if he knows what Beast Wars is. <laughs> like coming in here trying to do that junk, man. Get out of here. That's now become Transformers bashing hour and uh and not the, the news. No, it's Hasbro bashing hour. Transformers are cool. <laughs> Literally, big robots fighting each other. Like it's amazing. People love it. It's like the love hate for like a uh, 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 freaking Godzilla and King Kong. It's amazing, right? But like Hasbro is the ones that are stupid. You don't start out with this bullshit. Like well, I don't. Know. If they love it so much, you know, Justin, they could probably get a copy of Transformers on DVD if they still do that anymore. If they still sell those at GameStop. Where this this movie's being made about the uh, the investing that happened a few years ago, uh, based on real life events, currently in production and based on author Ben Mesrich's book, The Antisocial Network. Of course, that's probably what it's going to be called, right? Uh, the movie will tell the story of fortunes made and lost overnight in the David versus Goliath GameStop short squeeze, which made headlines far beyond Wall Street last year. The pick will offer an irreverent and scathing portrait of how a loosely affiliated group of amateur investors and internet denizens crushed one of the biggest hedge funds on Wall Street, the upending of an establishment, for a time at least. So this is one of those ones that's probably uh, maybe a little bit more of an Oscar bait movie uh, and uh, one that I'm definitely interested in seeing because this GameStop thing was fascinating when it all went down. And anybody that can do this and upend Wall Street gets a, a, a seal of approval from me because those people have way too much fucking money and uh, uh, the system has been broken for, for many, many years. So um, oh, other other uh, new topics for a different day. But Justin, what do you think? I'd I, be honest with you, man. I don't play the stock market. If I did, I'd probably be a little interested in this to find out maybe the story. But here goes the deal. How truthful is this story going to be? How realistic is this story going to be? Right. You know, I'd yeah. actually more likely be more interested in watching like a documentary about like what happened with this GameStop stuff than actually watching a, you know, a fake movie. Cause how much of it's going to be truthful, you know, how much of it's going to yeah, be realistic, how much of it's going to be, you know, like actually what I need to know. Like I hate watching a movie like this and then come to find out half the crap that I thought was like, Oh man, this is cool. Like I didn't know this happened in that story. Find out it's fake because they wanted to make the movie better. So like, I'll be honest with you. I'd actually be more a little more hyped about a documentary about this and not like an actual like fictional storytelling of that same thing. I know some of it's going to be true. Some of it's going to have points and stuff like that on there that is going to be true or at least related or closely related to the truth. But there's also going to be some dramatization and everything else. You know what happened? People won money or not won money, but they they got money 
and then they lost money. And, it, it, and you know, uh, that that's what basically happened in this and everything else. And uh, we'll just find out. But yeah, it's according to what kind of route they go with it. But I know this is going to be a, an actual movie, a dramatization of what's going to happen. So. Yeah, this is this is gonna definitely be one of those that's a, probably got some sort of fictional aspect to it. But I, I'm certainly interested in seeing it. But I I would also be very interested to see any kind of documentary on this if that ever comes out. But uh, Justin, man, you got the got the chats really really mad at you guys. If you if you want to call in and yell at Justin about Transformers, like by all means, you're more than welcome to. The number is eight one eight two six nine seven six nine one. You can get your phone calls in here. Um, before we get into a rear, or if you want to yell Let's get this uh, right. at me about, I do um, not hate the Transformers. That is my favorite cartoon <laughs> from back in the day when I was growing up. Right, back in the day, like, and I and I and I'm older, like, and I want to see the real. I want man, Bumblebee gave me that taste that I wanted in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Oh, in my no. head, in my ears, all in my senses and my eyeballs. Like, and they took it wow. away, man, because like they they gonna do this stupid ass crap. Or they're gonna go to Beast Wars, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they think that the people that watched the the original Transformers are too old to go to the movies now. Maybe they're like disconnected and don't understand the fact that you know what, man. Some of us may be like 40 years old and shit, but we want to watch something. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Beast I do... Wars is great. Uh, Brennan saying, "Hey, I grew up on Beast Wars." See, Brennan's younger uh, than I am, man. Beast Wars was good on Fox Kids TV in the mid '90s. So yeah, I think you're in the minority here, my man. It is what it yeah. is. Well, we got we got Ferris here. I think uh, saying that you're always putting something in your mouth. Yeah, that's Damn that's right. Yeah, usually usually the case. Um, but yeah, we are we are going to bring on our, our producer extraordinaire Matt Munoz here uh, shortly to uh, to yell and scream about. Uh, uh, well, he's probably not. I'm probably going to do the majority right. of the yelling and screaming on this. But uh, we are we are going to get into our our new segment here on the show, and that is the horror show. Gosh, and talk about a horror show, man. Halloween ends. Yeah. Halloween ends. Actually, one of the people in the chat was actually oh, asking on this. Now, before y'all guys get started, like I said before, before we started, because we're we're done with the news and everything else, we're about to break into this Halloween ends uh, review. I have not seen the movie, and this is because I am a big horror fan. I want to see this movie at least a little bit clean. I want you guys to be able to talk about whatever you want to without having to worry about like spoiling something or doing whatever. Okay. So I'm about to back out of the show. So I thank everybody for watching that was in the chat tonight. Thank you. We'll be back Tuesday. Uh, same time, same YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? And please, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel and everything. Uh, I appreciate the support. And I'm about to back out. I'm going to let Dagan take over with Matt as they talk about Halloween ends and uh whatever else they got to talk about but absolutely until next time guys peace it's really weird it's really weird saying that without hitting the button (laughs) in the show so (laughs) there you go well thanks justin we appreciate you as always my man and uh go watch this movie because i'm very curious to see what you think of this so um as, as justin gets out of here we'll get into it here uh mr munos but yeah. um I, I definitely want to talk about Halloween ends. Um, but before we do that, real quickly, guys, uh, if you saw this link earlier, patreon.com slash LGR network, we're going to be yep. doing a, uh, a watch along right after we get off the air here. Ferris Mathana is going to be doing a watch along of 
The Shining. The Stanley Ooh. Kubrick classic. Here. See, there he is. We're bringing him on. on. Why don't you invite me on? I was waiting for you to invite me on, Dave, and you never invited me on. Okay, so after oh, the show, on. guys, nine thirty. You're always welcome out. here, Barry. I, you know that. I know. I know. It's, okay. it's your it's uh, your channel, so it is. Uh, so yes, Patreon.com. Like... Let me plug <laughs> Patreon.com/slash LGR Network. First time watches with Ferris at nine thirty tonight. We're gonna do a little spooky hour. The Shining. Never seen it. First time watching it. I heard it's great, but I'll be the judge if it's memorable. So I gotta say, so guys, join the Patreon if y'all want to watch it with me. We watch it in the Discord. I know it's on HBO Max. I know that. Uh, so yeah, so it's gonna be on HBO Max. Uh, patrons get my. We watch it together. It's raw, uncut, unedited. We 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 watch it all together. She, I may even make fun of it. I've made fun of all the movies that I've watched. Oh, I don't know. Speaking of raw, speaking of raw, my God, he's back. He's a, he's a menace. He's a menace to society. But yeah, 9.30, patreon.com slash LGR Network. First time watching the Ferris. We're watching The Shining, the classic, The Shining. There we go. Yeah, and join that oh, Patreon, man. Going. It's a place to hang out during the day, for sure. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask Ferris if he's seen Halloween Ends, but I, I think oh. I already know the answer. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious. Matt, I'll let you go first, man. Okay. What did you think of Halloween Ends? Well, because I'll confess, I'm not the biggest horror fan or anything, so I okay. had no, no, uh, I had nothing going into it. Like it didn't mean nothing to me if it was good or bad. But this was a bad fucking movie, dude. Like, <laughs> nah, like, and then I don't know why. Why in the last fucking movie would you want to introduce new characters? How does that make any fucking sense? Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we'll keep it spoiler free at first, but we can get All into right, the spoilers time. if we want to. We'll just put up the the tag for it, but. We'll do our quick non-spoiler thoughts first. Yeah, guys, and this is not like a huge spoiler or anything, but you know the Michael Myers movie that you want? You know this movie's called Halloween Ends? You would expect there to be a uh, Michael Myers in this movie. He's not even in the movie! He's wow. in it for like two minutes! At what the, the fuck? And That's Jamie Lee Curtis, again, kind of sidelined, not in it very often. Instead, we have to have focus on this new insufferable piece of trash, unlikable, horrible, mm. horrible character that this entire movie is centered around, Yeah. Uh, at least until the very end. So as I said in my my, my little rant video that I did um, to sort of promote this review, uh, I actually didn't mind, like, the last 10 minutes of this movie. Like, We'll get into okay. Spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. We'll talk. We'll talk spoilers. Yeah. It's hard to talk about the movie without getting into some of the spoilers here. But I didn't mind like the fight. Like I thought the fight with Jamie Lee Curtis with uh, Laurie Strode and Michael Myers was pretty pretty well done. Yeah. Uh, got had me on the edge of my seat. Like you know who was gonna kill who kind of thing because that's like what this entire movie was marketed around. And at least like we got that. Like you know it was only like three minutes. But at yeah. least it was there. Yeah, and tense and shit. It wasn't like yeah, a it was pretty good, and I, I like the way that it all sort of went down. And you know, uh, Lori gets the gets the end uh, get gets to end Michael Myers, and yeah. you know, I thought that I, I thought the concept of her chopping off his head in Halloween H two H two O was uh, was very clever. And I was like, oh, that's that's one way to kill Michael Myers. You detach his limbs. Basically, you, you cut off his head. And uh, I never saw Halloween Resurrection, so I'm going to pretend that that was the end of that particular 
Hitler universe. <laughs> that was actually Michael Myers that she killed. Um, but I thought it was very clever to sort of like put him through a meat grinder. Like, okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's another good way to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, like first slit in his throat and slit in his wrist. And like, he's yep. bleeding out. Like, I love the way that was all done. Yeah, but that was the problem like... is the hour and 40 minutes leading up to it was a fucking piece of shit. Horrible. Atrocious oh, yeah. pile god, of crap the movie. Daughter, the daughter. Oh, oh my god. god. Get out of this movie. Who are it's you? So annoying. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I hate yeah, it. Like, I was gonna ask though, what was your favorite kill in the movie? Because I definitely had one. Um I mean, like the kill of Michael Myers himself was pretty cool, but I okay. think like uh Michael Myers kill where he kills somebody else, considering yeah. he the actual Michael Myers only kills like one or two people. Yep. Uh, I I like the uh like hanging the woman up uh with like the pool. They had like the guy in the pool. He yeah. gets killed, and then Michael Myers like drives her into the wall with a knife and like kind of put, put hangs her up. I like yep. that one. That was a pretty good kill. What about, what about you? the fucking the fucking dude with the blowtorch to his mouth? Oh, that was <laughs> oh, pretty sick. That wasn't Michael Myers though. That was a oh, stupid fucking oh, hat. You're right. Damn it. Yeah, this, like the, the same thing so with the, the DJ uh would get his tongue slit. That was cool. Again, not yeah. Michael Myers. This fucking yeah. stupid new character. Yep. Oh my god. So basically, as we're talking spoilers here, uh the it starts with a, a babysitting incident gone wrong, uh, which again I thought was was stupid and just like I don't know, like not even not even clever or oh, anything. Get like, rid of this troll. Yeah, let's get, get the bot out of there. Um, but yeah, man, like I just, uh, it just was not, this was not a good movie. Yeah. No, this was a very, all. very bad movie. And it's just a shame. It's like, it's, it's called Halloween ends. And hopefully that's the end of this franchise forever. Yep. Yeah. And it, it probably won't be, uh, you know, I think that it, it makes too much money <laughs> for it to ever really die. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen is they're going to, they're going to have to completely remake it. Because uh, obviously this ended pretty decisively. Maybe I really like don't James think... Wan or something like that. Maybe he could do something with it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but like I, I don't know, man. The the I don't think that they could do the let's retcon all the sequels and make this the direct sequel to the original again. Like I think yeah. they've used that up the yep. three times too many now. Of <laughs> like, no, this is this is a sequel to Halloween two, the original Halloween two, or this is a sequel to the original Halloween with without any of the other sequels, like. Okay, yep. they got to stop doing that. You got to go the Rob Zombie route, which I know is very controversial, and sort of completely remake it with yeah. a different with the Michael Myers, but it's a different Michael Myers kind of thing. And yeah, yep. man, I just I, I really don't have anything good to say about this movie. Uh, Me really. neither. I already said the I'll good never stuff watch it earlier again. on. It was so bad. I, yeah. I will never watch it ever again. I agree. Like it's not not even one of those that's so bad it's good. It's just bad. It's just really really bad. And. Yep. It's a shame, uh, and uh, as I said, like go and watch the original Halloween because that's a freaking all-time classic. James yeah. Carpenter Halloween. Better use of your time. Yeah, and like Halloween two is, was okay. Uh, I liked Halloween H two O again. Like that's probably my favorite out of the attempted sequels. But like, I, I and there's some that I haven't haven't ever seen. But like, man, it just feels like they've never been able to make a good sequel no. to Halloween unless they go a completely different route. Like uh, the Halloween three, which doesn't have any Michael Myers in it. Yeah. So 
I hope that this is the end of this franchise for a while because I, I don't want to suffer through any more Halloween movies. Like, yeah, give it a break for at least a bit, though. Jeez. Yeah, like I've given it, I've given it enough chances, and I just, I don't think I can give it another one unless yep. it's redone in a completely different, different way. But yeah, I don't think there's much more that can be said about about Halloween ends other than it's it's really awful, and I don't recommend anybody watch it. Uh, thumbs down. As I said, I gave it a one out of ten. Uh, worst movie of the year for me by by a mile. Um, there were some some bad movies I saw this year. Like Don't Worry, Darling was bad. Uh, wasn't really a huge fan of Thor: Love and Thunder, but I don't think nope. any, anything has quite lived up to how bad Halloween Ends was. So yeah, I'll let that, that be the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that evil uh, die. That will die. Just die already, damn it. <laughs> uh, but as, as we uh, end the show here, Matt Munoz, uh, yep. appreciate you jumping on here and taking a few call- phone calls. We appreciate you guys actually calling yeah. in today and everything. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. Just uh, check in on the Patreon, LGR Network. What yes. is it? What's the Patreon? Patreon.com slash LGR Network. I'll put it up Sign again. Sign up right now. You can join Ferris's watch along. It's going to happen yeah. in 15 minutes, man. The Shining. The Shining. 15 minutes, we'll be headed in over there in the Discord and uh, watching along with Ferris. Uh, a true, great classic horror movie. Not any yeah. just crap. Yeah. Uh, a, a real a real gem like The Shining, uh, which is, again, divisive. Uh, Stephen King himself, not a fan oh, yeah. of this movie, but it is one of my all-time favorite uh, horror films. Uh, if you can even call it that. It's more like psychological horror, but uh, it's, it's good stuff. And I uh, hope you all can join us then. Uh, Until next time, everybody, we'll talk to y'all soon, and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Entertainment News Break. Right here, same bad time, same bad channel on the Let's Get Ready Network. Cheers, everybody. Have a great night. New shoes, new tracks, like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. You're never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last. You move slow when I move fast, and that's back. Only I can make a change, but slowly take a step today. I-